Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, founder of MTM, joined by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, and our very special guest, Adam from Travel Fanboy is here. How's it going, Adam? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I'm doing really good. I do have a question. You used to be Vegas fanboy. My question is, was Vegas not good enough for you? No. In fact, uh, it was like six months ago. My wife was like, why? You probably should have changed. I'm like, yeah, I know. Thanks for telling me that now. I thought I was going to do more just general travel stuff. And then COVID hit. And I was like, well, I'm just going to keep focusing on Vegas because it's fun. Uh, So now I'm kind of regretting the SEO loss I got from it, I guess. Did anybody swoop in and steal steal it? Or is it someone got the website because it lapsed for like a day? Um, and some, you know, SEO spam or whatever picked it up and, and whatever, but they're not doing anything with it. So I'll probably, I'll, I'll snatch it back at some point. They'll let it lapse. Number Anybody one rule of websites Twitter? is don't let, don't let the domain go. <laughs> I know. I know. So nobody has the Twitter yet. So no, I know who someone has the Twitter and they're keeping it safe for me. So I know who it is. Oh, I never nice. like that though. When people say I'm keeping it safe like, there's a couple of things that the people have registered miles to memories in their Oh, I'm keeping it for you. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, then give me the username and password. Like, just just give it right. to me then if you're keeping it safe for me. No, this so. person offered to give it to me. And I said, oh, I don't nice, want yeah. another thing to manage and worry about. So you just, you, you hold on to yeah. it. And, so a good, yeah. a good friend. A good mm-hmm. friend. Well, you still got, so you still got your Vegas cred. Uh, actually, more than your Vegas cred. Uh, Mark and I are both subscribers to your newsletter. Tell us a little bit to start off with, you know, what, about the newsletter and what you do before we get into all the, the fun stuff. Tell people why they should trust you. Sure, I have a great track record of really talking up my newsletter too, especially on like <laughs> program. Um, and I'm taking a break for like a month, so don't sign up now. Wait for like four weeks and then really get it. But uh, he's so nice, he tried to I offer mean, everybody all, a refund because he's taking a couple weeks. Off. It's like I don't think people are gonna be. You've been banging down the door if they sign up now. You know points and miles people and stingy gamblers. Some people are going to sweat three bucks, so let's be honest. (laughs) But but anyway, so the newsletter was, um, there's a lot of newsletters out there. Um, Some of them are really good. Um, But for me, it was this idea of, I love planning trips to Vegas. Just it's my favorite city in the world. Um, I think there's so many kind of unique, interesting opportunities, some really good deals to be had as well. And those are kind of really changing quarter over quarter as well. And so I'm always kind of in the back of my mind planning a trip, even if it's not going to happen anytime soon. So it was like, well, why don't I just everything I'm gathering and seeing make it thematic, put it together, make it make sense, and then just kind of blast it out uh, in an email. So each newsletter has um, it goes out every two weeks, um, you know, four or five, six sections in it that focuses on a different thing. Um, Typically, there's like one theme per uh, newsletter. The last one was about like sports books and uh, getting seating at them. And then, of course, a smattering of other things, too, but designed to kind of save people money on their on their Vegas trips. And, you know, I don't expect everyone's going to love every single newsletter or every single one's going to speak to them and what how they like to do Vegas. But I feel like, you know, over the course of of the year that there's probably going to be enough there that if you subscribe for the year, you'll you'll get 30 bucks in value out of hopefully. Yeah, I definitely think uh, that you do provide the value there. And uh, thank you. Like I said, we're both uh, subscribers. I think I've been a subscriber since the beginning. Mm. quite a few months ago i paid just, i paid a year up front though did you show mm. state? yeah but you didn't join right right away so. <laughs> right you waited i remember those things uh, yeah. <laughs> first no, time say, i saw um, the link i signed up <laughs> also uh, you know adam has a, a history of a, a backstory and comedy and stuff so the humor does show in the writing so it's always fun to read even if it's not something that you know maybe you don't care about sports betting so you don't care uh, you know about that section but there will be humor in there that you'll get and 
and stuff like that. So I think it's worthwhile to read, uh, even if it's not something specific to you for sure. Yeah, I found a lot of the cool the sports book sports book stuff cool because that's something I don't. I mean, as a local, I don't go sit in, at sports books. I'm not looking to to book them from out of town. But stuff from that to you know, you've talked about different steakhouses, different happy hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isn't there getting, somewhere they give you a free, a free popsicle or something? Oh yeah, like oh, there's some, <laughs> and that's one of my favorite ones to do too. Is like these really weird promos, especially at like some of these sawdust joints. I mean, Elko's not really a sawdust joint, but El Cortez has this thing where if you get like a slot jackpot of over, they call it a jackpot, twenty five dollars or more, you get a free blue bunny ice cream bar, but that's only on Wednesdays. It's really weird. Some <laughs> Who's this enticing to? Uh, so if occasionally just finding one of those and having a laugh about it uh, is really fun. Uh, good old El Cortez. That's, I mean, that's from the PR team of Virgin Hotel. Right <laughs> I there. love it, though. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, Mark. I didn't even put it together. The Today Virgin or Today uh, Resorts World released a commercial that they have with uh, Captain Obvious from Hotels.com. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's the Captain Obvious going around Resorts World. And that clicked in my mind. You know what I'm talking about, right? That character on the commercials, he's sort mm-hmm. of this like, he talks weird. And and th- that's sort of what Virgin was going for with all their influencers they had, I think. They just didn't have any, they didn't have the actual Captain Obvious. So they had somebody dressing up <laughs> like that, right. <laughs> the fake version of it. But yeah, it, it's interesting to see the different levels of, of marketing uh, success or failure that we've mm-hmm. seen this year in Vegas, because it's, it's sort of all over the place. When it comes down to it, just giving free ice cream, right? I mean, that's gotta be it's gotta be worth something i mean it's something to somebody i will worth 97 cents i'll say this to el cortez (laughs) their website is really good for like the level like what their casino is and you look at whoever's designing their web page like they're out kicking their coverage on their web page like it looks great um then you go to four queens and it looks like it was made in paint in 1994 like they haven't changed anything it's like just it's terrible uh, i love seeing kind well, of sort of, of i mean the four queens itself looks like it was made in paint in 1994 right exactly so, I mean, so that's, that's very on brand mm-hmm. yeah no i mean i remember the el cortez when i got my sheriff's card in the 90s growing up here you had to get a sheriff's card to work in like liquor or or certain things and it was in that uh, sears building which is that brick building on fremont street and you go to the el cortez that's where i parked and the place mm-hmm just smelled like garbage Mm -hmm. like backed up sewage and body odor and i've never experienced a smell like that in my entire life all around (laughs) the world not even bourbon street no it was worse than bourbon street inside (laughs) and consistently like that a few times i was there i was so glad finally uh may he rest in peace jackie gone who was the owner he lived in the penthouse there he finally sold it and then he's passed away and thankfully the new owners have given it some love and made it uh, what I think is a really cool place. I mean, I, I really enjoy going in there. And every time I go in, I expect the smell. It's not there. And I'm like pleasantly surprised. So uh, that plus ice cream, I mean, that's a win. I mean, you, you can't get any better. No, it certainly can't. So let's talk about you, though, uh, as far. Well, actually, before we do that, how can people find the newsletter if they want to subscribe? Uh, Travelfanboy.com slash newsletter. Uh, we'll do it. I don't know if that's a forward or backslash. I'm going to say forward. Um, I'm pretty sure it's forward. The normal slash that you would use. Yeah, I mean, we we're getting there. Like the last show, you live, didn't even know the URL. Now you, slide, now you <laughs> didn't even know the slide. <laughs> live stream. He's like, I don't yeah. know. I didn't expect this. I don't MTM know Vegas newsletter. Then go there. You'll find it or something. <laughs> so, I mean, you're from the Midwest. Where are mm-hmm. you from originally? 
So I grew up in Chicago. Uh, I was in Detroit for about five years or so when my wife was uh, finishing up her um, medical training. Um, so that's why I've got uh, a connection to a lot of the places that Mark likes uh, in Detroit there. I, I love Detroit. I think it's one of the most underappreciated cities uh, in the country. Um, but yeah, then I, we, we moved back here to Chicago, you know, about 20 minutes where I grew up. And uh, Chicago, not an underappreciated city? Everyone in Chicago loves being from Chicago. People know what Chicago is about. It's a great city. I love it. But it's I grew up here, so it's hard for me to get excited. I do think you know, it, I work downtown. I do think it's underrated compared to, you know, the L.A.'s, the New York's of the world. It still has a lot to offer, but it's never really thought of in that breath. But it does, you know, it's waterfront and it's got a beautiful lake there. It's got beaches, stuff you don't really see in big cities. And it's, if you're downtown, stuff, it's, it's very clean. They have awesome concerts outdoors. So I, I would say pretty much all the big cities in the Midwest are underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's Chicago is a great summer city. And if you're someone who likes, you know, you like a good drink, you like great food. I mean, you're going to find it here in Chicago. Um, I think, you know, late spring, early summer is, is kind of at a fraction of the cost too, compared yeah. to the coast, except yeah. for parking. Parking in Chicago at a hotel is like the most expensive of any city. I don't it's understand. A, it's it. insane. Yeah. Funny, though, that you say that because I growing up in L.A., I would think the the three big cities would be L.A., Chicago, and New York. I feel from that perspective, Chicago was always given that level of respect where I grew up in. But you, you don't think it gets the same level of respect as New York and L.A.? I don't think so. I think people think of Miami, stuff like that, like different cities more. I think even Vegas is thought of hot, higher on the totem pole than Chicago. At least that's the way I've always, you know, nobody ever talks about it. It's 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 never considered for whatever reason. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's different for me. And I'm sure like, you know, Sean, you get this too with Vegas where it's, I never considered it a tourist city because I grew up here and I worked downtown. And so I never saw it as that. So it didn't kind of, you know, it's never really crossed my mind uh, growing up here that it's like, oh, this is a vacation destination. Um, you know, you just kind of, you, you forget it, get in like your own little bubble. And um, it's hard for me to talk about Chicago because it's like, I do certain things. I don't have the tourist experience. Yeah, that's been a challenge here in Vegas as a local to try to uh, approximate what the tourist experience is. And it's been a lot of fun. I've told Mark this, kind of just going into these stays, trying to think of it as a tourist would and experiencing Vegas in a different way. And I've been kind of grateful in doing the Vegas coverage to, I guess, both kind of keep my local perspective, but also try to envision, you know, like that businessman who's coming here twice a year on a trip. How is he going into it? Or mm -hmm. how are people planning their restaurants and how are they, you know, whereas I, I'm very cheap, I'm often not staying, going to the most expensive restaurants. Let's trying to let's all let's all applaud Sean for staying at five star hotels for thirty five dollars. What a tough life. <laughs> <to live. laughs> it is. If you if you were going to do this in a city, this is a, a good one. Although it that is. circus circus stay is still looming some point in my future as I have to. I'm very close to, to all of them. Your hepatitis I'm very close to completing all the strip hotels. Just let Actually, it loom. Yeah, just let it be there, right? Just that last thing. Uh, let it be. That last. Uh, that last. Oh, you don't want to. You don't want to give your uh, uh, Piff the Magic Dragon plug about Circus Circus right now. <laughs> no, well, he was joking, but it, gets, it makes you mad, Mark, that he that he responded with so much love to my tweet because Mark is a Piff the Magic Dragon. What is this Piff the Magic Dragon, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's a he's a huge fanboy, and he's really funny. Uh, I've been following him on Twitter just because I heard about him from Mark. Because mm -hmm. he, he was on America's Got Talent, I guess. and uh, But yeah, he's a really funny guy, and I've enjoyed that. I'm sure his show is amazing. But he responded to me today talking mm -hmm. about what he would do in a th with $1,000 in Vegas, and he said he would go to the Adventure Dome, which I thought was an amazing answer. 
obviously and play coasters. and play half the um, uh, arcade machines that actually work because the other half are always <laughs> off. But the best part about it was that he responded to me, and Mark is jealous because uh, me and Tiff had a we had a moment. <laughs> you guys had a thing. Now, uh, <laughs> and Mark buds. is yeah, we're, the we're bromance right That's before right. my eyes blossoming. Yeah, yep. I, I might actually have to go see his show. Which again, I had never heard of him until Mark said it. But like every review I've read, everything I've seen about this guy is just amazing. So I do yeah. want to see his uh, his stuff. But talking about you in Vegas, being from the Midwest, I mean, what drew you initially to Vegas and to, I guess to the gambling lifestyle? Mm. Well, gambling was, it's always been in my family. So like my mom's side, um, I live with my grandparents uh, for a spell and, you know, we didn't do a ton of like board game, board games. They just taught us card-based games. Um, and as we got older, that kind of turned into poker because we knew the poker hand so well. And, you know, this is pre-Game Boy and all that stuff. So we would be sitting out like in their little den with their video poker electronic machines and that's how i kind of learned you know it wasn't really degenerate in nature we weren't wagering anything but i got really comfortable with card games and all that stuff as it started getting older we traveled a bit more my dad took us to vegas in the mid 90s this was in that big family push so i think my first day was mid 90s mgm grand they had the big uh big theme park back there uh, it was Sean still was like, probably working yeah right? <laughs> yeah the good old days the good old days you're telling us to slow down or whatever, stop running, you know, that, that kind of stuff. But I loved the Hollywood theme of MGM grand. Um, and just, you know, you're, when you're a kid in Vegas and it was still kind of catering to kids, like so many of the hotels were still a little bit new. So like Luxor was, you know, was, was still a little bit new. Uh, New York, New York was uh, a little bit new. Bellagio was still getting built by the, you know, the first time I was out there and you're a kid. These are just massive, wonderful, beautiful resorts that you're just kind of taking in. And um, then we went back a couple more times. I think I went back uh, like 2001. Again, uh, I mean, like in early high school at that point, but just kind of I was starting to get like an infatuation with hotels. And, you know, some of the biggest, most beautiful hotels in the world are in Las Vegas. And so you just kind of start to get enamored by it. I couldn't do anything. I wasn't gambling. Uh, so, you know, we're going to see shows and just kind of hanging out and just, you know, once you know at that point i told myself like when i'm 21 i'm coming back here so i can get the full experience and from that point on it's just been you know i, I haven't been able to kind of shake it it's an interesting point about the 90s i was thinking about the that the other day how spoiled you know i kind of came of age at the 90s i moved here in 93 at 11 years old so through my teenage years to your point like watching these giant mega resorts come up yeah. and they were all like theme parks and you know in and of themselves like MGM Grand, outside of the theme park that they actually had, the whole place with the giant Emerald City and just everything over the top was definitely catered to kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Adventure Dome was new. All those attractions at Luxor, even the forum shops at Caesars Palace had motion rides. And yeah. and it really was like a giant over-the-top kind of theme park here. And uh, it was a cool place in time. And it's just something I thought about because, obviously, once all those casinos got built, we got a couple more in the 2000s. But... Vegas sort of matured after that and mm -hmm. it's never, never been the same. And I think that's, what's been fun for me is as I've gotten older, Vegas has kind of continued to cater to me. Like I just kind of got lucky in that sense where I was in the nineties. It's, it's all the kids. They had the treasure Island siren show, you know, you had all that stuff going on. And then I got older, started to turn 21 and they really started to shift a little bit more to adults, especially young adults, always trying to capture that kind of millennial audience that have kind of eluded them. But I just kind of, got caught up in their kind of marketing scheme as I continued to age. Uh, so I've been very fortunate in that regard. Yeah, very, very interesting uh, perspective on that. I guess it's it's similar to mine. I never thought about 
about sort of the the relationship to the casinos and what phase uh, Las Vegas has has been in. You know, so how has your Vegas travel changed? I guess since since your twenty first birthday, we know how you did it as a kid, but since you were able to gamble and experience the whole Vegas, you know, how has that changed uh, over time? You know, I think I've matured like a lot of people have it just when they travel in general, right? So it was 21, 22, 24 when I'm going and very little money. You know, I'm in college or just out of college and we're just kind of doing these bare bones trips. You stayed at the uh, Imperial Palace, didn't you? Didn't stay. We hung out there, though. They had a great carry. Worst rooms, man. I Those rooms are like the most basic rooms I have ever seen in my life. The ones at the old. And the buffet was sure to get you sick. Yeah. Oh, but it was like we would we would just do it. We'd go around and find like the cheap stuff. Like back back in the day, man, when I was like 21, 22, um, the the casino at the Westin used to be one of my favorite places because it was so cheap. They had happy hour table games where it was like three dollars minimums for like a couple hours there. So, you know, we would we would, you know, stay at the cheap room at Flamingo or Bally's and walk over and play at the Westin for a bit before, you know, you know the table limits went up. And uh, yeah, that was it. We were just kind of going around kind of grinding out a hundred dollars for the night and seeing how long it could last knowing that it wasn't going to. And that was kind of our little mini competition of who could make their money last as long as they could for the next day. And but as I've gotten older and wiser and have more money, uh, yeah, things have gotten a little bit more bougie as I've, you know, kind of really looked for the deals and, and uh, really try to treat myself a bit. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's been fun kind of finding those opportunities in there. And I know, you know, we've all kind of focused in a lot of those bougie deals that are out there and it's, uh, Vegas is, is kind of a prime city for finding some, some really solid, unique deals when it comes to like a really nice hotel room. Yeah, definitely. It's also a city where you can blink and blow more money than you can even think, you know, without even thinking about it, Absolutely. go into a, a club and don't ask how much a drink is. And then you know, all of a sudden your, your bill comes and, you know, there's so many pitfalls. Yeah, you're nursing an $80 <laughs> Corona for four hours. Yeah, yeah it's uh, exactly. Yeah. Pretend, I knew it was that much. I knew it was that much. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. fine. If yeah. you have to ask, you don't have enough money. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what they say. Right. <laughs> or you're not or you're not cheap enough. Well, that's the truth is is you're exactly right, Mark. If you if you have to ask, then, then you don't have enough money because even if you have enough money, you're still asking that you shouldn't be there in the first place. Yeah. You know? yeah. So uh, but. You know, that is the way Vegas is. You can get, just like with anything else in life, with arbitrage here, you can get amazing travel experiences uh, for nothing. Like I think about earlier this year, you know, during the pandemic and staying at a place like Wynn on American Express Fine Hotels and Resorts, getting as much credit in food and beverage and everything else as I was paying for the room. Mm -hmm. This is a world-class hotel, a world-class hotel room. Just, just an amazing experience top to bottom. And I'm getting it for, you know, I'm getting as much credit as I'm paying in cash. Right. It's insane, those types of things. And, you know, you, of course, the average person going there isn't doing that. Um, they're spending a lot on the restaurants and the food and everything else. But yeah, you're able to take advantage of these offers. That's why your your newsletter is so good, because you're really diving in and taking a score of where all these deals are. Um, the ones that kind of desi are designed to, to attract people in, and you're just not making all the the mistakes that they are. Well, I'll say this about Las Vegas and kind of the deals. And I get for a lot of like the standard casual tourists, what they're seeing is Vegas is taking more and more away from them, whether it's resort fees, paying for parking, they're seeing the dollars add up for their particular trip. And I get that. But what I continue to see 
is these opportunities that are there that I, I just don't see in a lot of the places that I'm looking to travel outside of Vegas, where if you do it right, it can be a really economical trip. And there's very few places where you can get as much, I think, of just room square footage and kind of how opulent some of these places are for the price that you're getting. Um, and, and you know, spending still less than you would in, in most other tourist destinations. I mean, I think of every time I go somewhere and I have to pay like a, you know, a hotel rack rate. Um, I just compared it to Vegas from like, I'm staying at a comfort inn and suites. It's cost me $250. I can be at the Bellagio right now for this. This is stupid. You know, that's kind of how unless, it unless you're at a uh, resorts world, then you're like, I'm at a Conrad for $250. Oh, I could be <laughs> at the same Conrad room in Vegas for $250. Right. <laughs> Because yeah, it looks it, just like a business hotel. That's right. I, I think where it's even more noticeable is on the middle end. When you go to like a place like Flamingo, I stayed at the Flamingo, their brand new renovated is Flamingo, Flamingo rooms. Is it middle though? Is it? Yeah. Now, Flamingo <laughs> was historically an upscale hotel. Yeah. It's, it's considered middle. It's, it's pretty middle beat. Over. It's pretty beat up. Well, all the Vegas hotels are. I mean, I was just stayed in an Aria room that I would tell you doesn't even isn't <laughs> even say, comparable to the Flamingo room I stayed in earlier this year. Aria which much is better. middle now. I would say like. I guess flamingo's lower middle. Okay, I'll give you. But, I, well, give but, but so here's my point: is I paid nine dollars for that room, and that room was in, was as nice as you would find at any mainstream Marriott or Hyatt or anything like that. Um, it was granted; it was just renovated, right, Mark? So you know, over time, it'll get beat beat up. But uh, you're getting much better kind of products. I think all the way from the low end to the high end for your money compared to to other cities. Now, do I know how Circus Circus's rooms look? No. Do I want to? No, (laughs) (laughs) I will say I do love the Flamingo. I've stayed there probably uh, more than anywhere just because I always have fun in that casino. I don't know what it is. It's the dealers are always pretty, even though it's not a great casino. (laughs) And the music, the smell is kind of weird, but it gets to you. I don't know. I I always have. (laughs) What a way to describe a smell. (laughs) I don't know. Like. You're in that pit by Carlos and Charlie's and they're pumping music and you're like, who's in there dancing right now in like a, <laughs> a really crappy uh, Mexican restaurant, but it works. I don't know. That's it just Vegas does. For it. Yeah. I love Flamingo, but the energy is a bit much for me uh, sometimes, <laughs> as you point out perfectly. Too much Mark. Right too much there. Mark. <laughs> there's, I didn't realize it until we had this conversation just right now, but yes, it's, it's a little, it's a little bit too much on the Mark side uh, for me, um, you know. <laughs> Win is more uh, more Sean Coomer uh, style as far as uh, I want to soak in my bathtub. Damn it! <laughs> I don't I don't admit that I take baths, Mark, because then I have to deal with everybody saying how terribly dirty bathtubs are, and I don't want to deal with that. So yeah, I just, except I don't for admit when Bellagio publicly. pulls them away, and then everybody nonstop no baths for anybody. It. Yeah, it's funny. Nobody takes a bath. Everybody says how disgusting bathtubs are until you take the bathtub out of the room, and then everybody says it's the worst thing, uh, <laughs> the worst thing ever. Well, that's that's how we learn it, but. Uh, that's uh, that's how life is. So you you take a lot of trips here by yourself, which I think is different maybe than mm-hmm. than a lot of people who are traveling with buddies or with family or or whatever. You know, why? What's your motivation for taking all these solo trips? And then how do they differ from when you're visiting with your wife and with your buddies or or other people? Oh, yeah. I mean, for a long time, it was my wife was just so busy with, with work that she was like, I'm busy. I'm on call all the time. You just need to go and do what you want to do. And for me, it was just Vegas. And so you know, trying to convince friends, family, whomever to take a trip to Vegas every quarter is like, I don't, I'm not even going to bother getting in that argument. So just go by myself. <laughs> I know Mark would, Mark's pointing at himself. Yeah, uh, you should, we should have known each other back then. This is pre mine and Mark's relationship, but yeah. Um, 
and so yeah it just it, i think to me it's a really easy city to to do solo as well uh just because everything's so kind of confined to a couple different tourist zones i mean there's there's definitely opportunities if you do want to break away from the strip or downtown of course just just not my thing um and so yeah it's it, it's just really fun for me because i like the atmosphere of las vegas i like the things that are going on like i love that there's so many different ways people can have a good time in las vegas um, you know, I love that there's people that like love the flamingo for some weird reason and like its odd smell. And uh, so flamingo. I like I'd like just being a part of that. I'm not a heavy, heavy gambler. I like to gamble, but I, I don't have to do it every day. It, that's that's not something I need to. I'm not a huge club guy or whatever. So I actually just like being in kind of these little pockets of Las Vegas where there's a ton of people and just kind of enjoying the atmosphere, seeing everybody have a good time and really just uh, kind of just marinating in kind of that energy, which just doesn't exist in a lot of places. And it's also not something like in my day to day, I don't go out all the time. I'm not a club guy, whatever. So it's a really kind of fun, different vibe for me than, than I'm used to. I will say, uh, I feel like Vegas has a com camaraderie. Like when you're there, the only other city that really compares to it is uh, New Orleans for me. And I actually, you know, uh, somewhat prefer New Orleans just because Vegas, every, most people are pretty nice and everybody's in it together. Kind of like, hey, you're here. I'm here. Let's have fun mm -hmm. type of thing. But there's always those people that are in too deep or just jerks. So you always have that thing where in New Orleans, you never run into that. At least I've never run into that. Everybody's just, hey, we're here together. Let's experience this together. Let's party. Let's have fun, whatever. But those are the only two cities that I've ever been to that really feel that way. So I get that, like, you know, just being part of the vibe, everybody is all inclusive. Like when you're in Vegas, everybody's kind of family. It, it's kind of a weird feel, but that's what's a, a, the amazing draw to it, I think. Mm -hmm. That's why we finally got our first Olive Garden. That's right. Oh, geez. <laughs> I was afraid to make that joke with Adam here. I was like, this is, I'm going to be judged way too much for making that joke. I finally did look at the Four Queens website, though, and it does look uh, very, very old school. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. He's I think Googling they live. Yeah, they uploaded <laughs> it on like an AOL CD or something like that. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it does look it does look like that. And uh, El Cortez has that perfect uh, mixture of, of nostalgia and, and, and modern stuff. So, yeah, they do a good job. I will, I will say the only solo trip I've done was the battery story. I don't know if you listen. I think that was episode. Was that episode one that I told that story? But um, mm -hmm. I try so to block such things out. So I don't know. I've heard it too many times. <laughs> that was that was my solo trip, my only solo trip. But I will say, like, it does have a different vibe. I find myself like not overexerting myself, which usually happens in Vegas. Like the first mm -hmm. night, I always tell myself, if you just go to bed the first night, you'll be so much better off. Like you won't lose as much money. You'll mm -hmm. feel so much better when you get home. You won't feel exhausted. And I always tell myself I'm going to, and I rarely ever do. But when you're by yourself, you're kind of you make more sensible decisions. I feel like you know mm -hmm. you're not kind of caught up in the whole whirlwind of it. And I still had a lot of fun. I don't travel a lot solo, and that was one of the few places I went. And and I get I get it. I feel like it is a a unique experience that probably everybody should experience at some point versus going with buddies or going with family or wife or or girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever it is. It is a different vibe and it's a different experience and something that I think is unique. I think that applies to travel too, especially if you're somebody who's not a type A, somebody who is willing to go with the flow a lot. And so you're constantly letting other people kind of drive the train. Being by yourself is kind of cool. It's like, okay, well, I get to do whatever I want to do right now. And mm -hmm. I get to go see that thing I want to go see. I got to go, you know, to your point, Adam, you kind of feel the the uh, atmosphere of a place. Oh, this place is kind of cool. I'll hang around here for a few more minutes or you know, you, you get to do all of that. And so that's, 
I, I think certainly something, whether it's going to Vegas by yourself or just solo travel, it's something that people should do. It's weird. I think of you doing a lot of solo trips, Mark, but I guess you're always with a buddy or with somebody. Yeah, I've, I've you know, never, like almost never <laughs> do solo trips. Because, you know, my, my whole life. He's a wingman. Like, no, it's <laughs> just table. like. I like experiencing things with people. Like I feel like it, it mm -hmm. adds to it and I'm a social person, you know, when I go to a place and it's weird, I'll go to a, uh, like a bar restaurant with, with a buddy or a group and I'll totally break off and start talking to random people at the end of the other end of the bar that I never met before. And that's kind of like what I enjoy. So you think I would solo travel more because then you can do it. And nobody gets mad at you for, for ditching them. But, <laughs> but that's the way it usually goes. Like I usually have a group. I just I, travel. I do think is better experience with people, but also, I think you find yourself a little bit when you're doing solo travel and it's a totally different experience and you're, you're doing things in a unique way. So I think everybody should do it at least once, but yeah. yeah. And I think I'm a little bit different than you, Mark, and only because I really need, like for me, I like a, a calming moment for myself at times. Like that's just kind of how I am. And so even when I'm on trips with people, like I'm, I've been to a couple bachelor parties where it's, and you know, my friends know who I am and what, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have a great time when I'm with everybody, but there's going to be a day where I need a couple hours just to be by myself and do something unique that's a little bit away from the group and kind of calm down a little bit. So like when I went to New Orleans for a bachelor party, my brother and I just, we found kind of a, a fun little bar and we just kind of sat there and took in the city a bit, just relaxed a bit. And then we met back up with everybody, you know, later on. And I think there's a, you know, New Orleans, you know, Vegas, there's a lot of really cool places to do that too. You can lose like the coolest moments of a trip by just following what everybody else does and I think it's a great point of all the different ways you can experience a place like this and, and to do it and to be assertive and allowing yourself to get out there. I'm like you a lot of the way I like to just sort of, especially in Vegas, soak up the atmosphere. And, and obviously I don't need to be going crazy all the time, but I do enjoy the novelty of it. Yeah. So going back to your, your newsletter, the last one was about sports books and how they're mm -hmm. all starting to roll out charges to sit in it. I've never been a big sports book person. You know, I know there's that atmosphere kind of like you're at a game where people cheering, but I've always kind of like, I'll go to a bar or restaurant mm -hmm. or, or I'll rent in your newsletter. You give some sweet options. And one of the things we did, we used to go to for March Madness every year. And, and one of my favorite memories is getting a room at the, uh, I think it's a Hilton now, but it was a Westgate back then. The, the timeshare uh, thing attached mm -hmm. to Planet Hollywood. And we had a two bedroom suite and there was an eight foot projection TV in the living room. So we just like bet and then watch the games up there and everything. So I find it weird that they're starting to charge, Do you, you know, and you seem like you enjoy the sports book atmosphere. Do you think that enough people will pay for it? And like, kind of what are you seeing for costs? And is it valuable? Is it value add? Or is this just, a, just another money grab from Vegas? I think, yeah, I mean, I actually don't enjoy the sports book atmosphere that much. Not yes. enough to sit and pay. <laughs> <laughs> to do it um but i get why a lot of people do i mean this is like that's their mecca right like it you know the, the super bowl march madness and hell even like nfl sunday um, can, that, it's a really fun day to be in the sports book for a lot of people i'm like one of those guys where for the super bowl every year like here in chicago like maybe my brother and i watch it together but i don't like being at the parties because i enjoy watching the game and so i like a good sightline i want to actually watch and enjoy the game uh, and i think with mobile betting being um so prolific now i think there's gonna be some people like me who want a more quiet space that are gonna find it a lot easier to break away too because i can just make my bets on my phone and i don't even have to worry about being there in the first place yeah that um, let me break let me uh cut in that's mm -hmm. a great point and i was something i wanted to bring up because 
March Madness, like we'd go the first weekend and the line just to make bets or cash in tickets was mm-hmm. you're a hundred people deep. It could take 15 minutes, which was so annoying for the experience. And, it, you know, having these apps and stuff kind of changes everything. You can go wherever you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't, you, the inconvenience is gone. Right. And I think, so for the people who like the sports book, I, you know, anytime there's like a new fee or something, or they're charging for something that they didn't otherwise do, I think there's a lot of pushback at first. I kind of get it though. I mean, one, it's a little mini economy in there, right? So anytime they're going to find an opportunity to capitalize on an economy that maybe exists, they're going to do it. And so for me, I think of, well, if I really enjoy the sports book experience, it's like being in Cancun's hotel zone and trying to get a, a beach chair, right? You've got to be out there at 630 in the morning. You know, it's almost like not even worth waking up. It's so tiring. <laughs> and so for people that are like, I want to watch football. I want to have a comfy seat. I'm willing to pay 200 bucks, get a couple free drinks from it. Um, and just kind of enjoy half a day or a full day to do it. That's not a crazy amount in my experience relative to what other experiences are in Las Vegas, say a show ticket or something like that. Now, it does seem odd because they're charging for something that they otherwise wouldn't have before. But one thing that's encouraging is I think they know their own market. So a lot of the sports books that really are nothing to write home about, say like New York, New York, even MGM Grand Sportsbook, they're not charging for a lot of those seats because... They know people aren't really going to sit there and pay, you know, New York, New York sports book is absolutely terrible. Like I, it's, most, why do they even have that? Why don't they just, it's, it's literally in like a hallway as you walk through from one entrance. It's, it's like terrible. eight RCA VCR TVs with like the thing in there and they just stuck them up. Yeah, it's terrible. It can't be as bad as uh Hooters old sports book. Or <laughs> um, a lot of the big books, Caesars circa, you know, they're going to, you're going to be looking at about 200 bucks a person for, uh, to watch the games uh, on any given game day. But typically that's coming with free drinks, coming with a comfy seat, and you, and you get your own seat and you don't have to search for it. I think there is there is a market for it there. There's going to be a lot of people that don't mind waking up early. It's an all-day thing for them, and they love kind of just nursing that seat and having that experience, um, and they're going to feel left out, and that's going to kind of suck for them, and and I feel that. But, you know, it just depends on, on how much you value that experience. So I definitely think in, in the big the big books, I think, are, are going to be full. Um, even if they start charging. It's kind of like a day club at the pool. Like you mm-hmm. pay for, you know, that access or whatever. And I get it like Circa with the the big comfy couches and everything. I get charging for that. The stadium style seating, if you're sitting in those chairs, I don't get it for that. Like that's not a comfy seat. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about that. Yeah, but where so, else can you sit in front of like an 8 million foot screen and watch all that stuff going on? You can I sit think... just really close to the TV, Sean, at a bar and, and pay nothing. <laughs> but I think that that's why these, <laughs> these sports books are actually doing something different than we've seen before there. We see this in the in the theme park space. Of course, you know, shocker, I bring up a theme park. But to build a theme park attraction 50 years ago, it costs significantly less money than it does today because of technology, even, you know, they were just a lot simpler, just a sports book was just TVs back in the day and some boards that they could change. Now look at Circa, they've created a product, you know, that, that sports book is a product in and of itself and it's a, it's a destination and they're charging for it. I, I see it. I see the, the value there. You know what I think is better though? What? Make make the bet and then pay to get into the pool at Circa and watch the games on the I, I agree screen. with you there. I agree with you there. <laughs> And and you're right with the apps, you can, you can do that. And why not? You know, I wouldn't, I'm just like you, Adam, I don't know that I would want to spend money to go be stuck in a sports book all day. Let's just put it that way with a bunch of overly drunk kind of craziness (laughs) going on. But I recognize that that's a lot of people enjoy that. And if you really like watching football on a big screen, there's far better places than Circa or Stadium Swim, which is going to charge you 
too, because they also reserve their chairs and stuff like that. So it's going to be the same situation out by the pool as well. 20 yeah. bucks versus 200 though. There. No, yeah, not like for the that. seats out there, not for the seats out there on a game day. It's going to be the same thing. I think it's 30, 40. It's finding your opportunities, right? So if, if you feel like you're being left out, you don't want to pay 200 a seat. Well, you've got sports betting, you know, on, on your phone. You've, you, there's plenty of places to watch a game in Las Vegas. You don't have to be at the sports. Or as I kind of said in the newsletter and, and Mark, you said you've done before. Hell, if you got five people, get a suite and, and you know, you can get two nights of a suite. A, a, you know, even a modest suite is going to have a, a ton of room. You're going to lose that atmosphere. But if you've got a bunch of people, you're going to remake that atmosphere anyway in the room. And you can buy your own alcohol and, and not have to worry about over overpaying. Uh, and then you've got a couple of people who are lucky enough to stay in the suite. Their room costs are now kind of eliminated because that's the route you took. Or, hell, I mean... Get a cabana, and if you like watching baseball, watch the baseball games in the cabana on your iPad or something like that. You can make your bets there and enjoy your day. So there's opportunities there, um, but I do get a, a little bit of the pushback because it's kind of a, this new economy that was created. But At least they're not charging for bread. <laughs> well, we're seeing that in Vegas, though. Like Every square foot has to justify itself. It wasn't always the case. Vegas was famous for its lost leaders, mm -hmm. uh, dining at one point, you know, cheap restaurants, things like that. All of that's gone. And we've seen it with the buffets. Some buffets have come back, the profitable ones. The ones that aren't didn't because they're looking at and saying, why are we going to dedicate so much square foot square right. footage to something that's not going to make money? And the sports book is the same way, especially now that they have the apps. If if nobody's going to the sports book and everybody can use an app to bet, then should they use that square footage for something else? I think we might see that, although sports betting has become so insanely uh, profitable for the casinos. I don't know. I mm -hmm. think, you know, but we see the, the fusion of bars, right? Sports bars with sports books. We see that mm -hmm. at, uh, at a lot of the new places, including Resorts World, where you're mixing these, these venues up. Just like you said, Adam, they got to drive revenue and they're going to find mm -hmm. ways to get revenue any way that they can. Yep. Yeah. Like at Resorts World, like the sports dog, sports book slash bar slash restaurant, they have like live music, a whole bar, a little, basically like a food truck park there to add aesthetics, I guess. That they do the food out of and the sports books kind of just like parked in this little corner it's not really a focal point like it used to be in the past it's kind of like hey this is our bar with live music and we have a sports book over in the corner mm -hmm. which is i guess it's either you go you go balls to the wall sports book where you're going to charge for seats or you go that where it's like a secondary thought and it's just part of the the whole thing but they're making money on the normal seats eating people eating people drinking watching you know the live music listening to the music type of thing Right. Yeah. I mean, like in Circa is kind of a throwback to the standard old school sports book where it's like kind of That's the why I love theater it. screen, That's right? Like, think of like the Westgate Superbook. But you do see a lot that are trying to do something almost said immersive, which is so lame. Uh, making the space <laughs> a little bit more dynamic. I'll say like Cosmo is. Oh, like, dynamic. Uh, so 2020. Sorry. There's so a lot of synergy in the place. Uh, <laughs> Cosmo is pretty dynamic. Uh, the link does something interesting. I don't know if I really like the vibe, but they've got, you know, the pillars in the middle and each side of the, the square pillar has a TV and you, you can, can kind of rent can get out your the own beer and, and, in the link. So that's, yeah. Cool. And so they're, they're not making it a traditional sports book experience of trying to find something new. Will it work? I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I think there's, I think more are going to go that direction if they do put a sports book in than kind of the traditional Westgates um, and, and Circa's. I will say uh, the link also has like their sports bar, sports book bar type of thing where you have a min to get like a couch with a TV right in front of you. Like right. you have your own, your own uh, TV, your own couch, but it's just like, all right, you have to spend 25, 30, whatever it is, $30 on food and drink. So I appreciate that more. Like if Circa and them were, Hey, we're charging you $60 a person. 
but that's the men mm-hmm. that you have to spend kind of like they, what they do in the uh, legacy club mm-hmm. up top, where if you want to reserve a seat, it's $50 a person, but it's going to be what you need to spend while you're there. I could swallow that a lot better versus, Hey, you're going to pay this. We'll give you four Bud Lights, which costs us like <laughs> right. $10. But if it included food and all this other stuff, and I, and I know in your newsletter, you had some that were like, everything's included food, drinks, all mm-hmm. the above. So, and then I worry about like, are people going to go over the top just to try to get that value back? <laughs> I'm sure they will. All right. So what's the best sports book, Adam? What's, what's your favorite sports book in Vegas? I mean, I haven't been to Cirque yet, but I imagine it would be Circa. Circa so, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what's I your mean, favorite non-Circa then? Oh, Cosmo, I think. But I just like the vibe of Cosmo anyway. So, and I think there's a what's, much different. I remember yeah. you, you did one that's like, it's like a bar. It, was it Suncoast? Probably or? the Cal. Or the cow, not cows. Really, Suncoast in California makes sense. There you yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> the Sunshine State. Yeah. Hey, I'm four B. Well, they are deep. they are owned by the same company, I guess. So there you That's go. That's right. But yeah, the, the cow's pretty intimate. Um, you know, they've got some some nice kind of lounge chairs in there, but uh, they've really got cool. this L shaped bar. It's really tiny, but you know, if you get there at the right time, you can sit there. I'd like to just play video poker, watch a couple games, and you know, and then you know, get out with my Sunday. So yeah, it's uh, there's there's a lot though. I mean, every most casinos have kind of little nooks and crannies you can find and watch a game. It's there's a lot of comfortable spots to be found. I will say, like, uh, I remember once we bet on like a Thursday night football game at uh, Golden Nugget Sportsbook, and this was back before Fremont was big, like 2010, 2011. Nobody was down on Fremont, and we we're just sitting there. Watching I love the how game. you think that like Fremont didn't exist before 2010, 2011. Like, no, I'm saying like keep, every time you say that, I keep letting. It, yeah, but like, <laughs> no, I'm saying back in 2010, 2011. It wasn't overly popular. Like now, it's no. You're right. Like no, you're absolutely spot. right. It went through like a. It went through a like a low period during that yeah. period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it I was popular. Like, you know when they redid it and all that. So. Yes, yes. And then it kind of like dipped, and it was you know a place everybody's like, oh, I don't want to go to Fremont. So we would go there, and it was it was a lot. Of, and that's when we loved it. And now you go there, and it's like wall to wall people. You can't you mm-hmm. can't even walk down the street. It's terrible. But we were there, and they had the big like white leather couches. They had a little food window that you could order from and they had solid food so we were just watching the game you order food it was really comfortable so i love that intimate smaller sports book too mm-hmm. if you can find it when it's not like crazy that's always overlooked compared to these monstrosity big sports books that are coming around now mm-hmm. my favorite is bally's just because it was the it's the only one that's in an x theater so there you go yeah, it's the only one that's like a 45 minute walk from the casino too. Like you <laughs> yeah. To yeah. And it's like, it's like in the food court. So you can go get yeah. uh, some fast that's food right. while you're, that's while right. you're making a bet. All the reasons why it's the best sports book. In Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really, I, I never noticed it to be overly busy because it's no. so hard to find. It's mm-hmm. actually now, a really nice sports book as far as, the, you know, the trick is to enter. Like if you're coming across the street from like Cromwell or whatever, you just enter that back entrance down from, the strip mm-hmm. and you're right there but yeah. like nobody knows about it all of mark's island. favorite things are right there because stage door is right there and ellis island <laughs> oh, is right across the I wish, I wish i could love stage door but it's just and, and my parents smoked so i'm used to the smoke smell but it is so bad it's like <laughs> unbearable i i walked in i'm like yes i'm gonna get my hot dog and my pbr and we're gonna do this I'm like, dude, it, it's like, do you guys have any air filtration system in here? <laughs> or do you just leave all the ashes on the floor? Because it's so bad. I can't even, I couldn't even choke it down. So I just kept going to Ellis Island. The front, the front yard in Ellis Island is probably one of my favorite places 
great place to watch a game and you don't have to pay the sports book fees or whatever. And it does have like a sports book atmosphere. I'll say that treasure Island is another good one only because they're usually pretty generous with drink tickets if you tip them. So that's a good low roller option. That's another, another one I wanted to bring up like drink tickets. It's so funny when there's a big event, like we would go for March madness week and we'd bet like a thousand dollars. Like we, everybody would chip in 200 bucks or whatever. Mm We bet like a thousand dollars a day. We just every every dollar we had in the pot, we would bet every day and roll mm-hmm. it over. And we bet a thousand dollars and they give us like four drink tickets. Mm-hmm. And then you come back baseball season, you bet 20 bucks, they give you like six drink tickets. Like, what the hell is that? That doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's a busier time, but a drink ticket is a drink ticket. It's like a two dollar beer. Come on. I think you're going to see more of that. We're seeing uh, I've been reading this week. Cocktail servers uh, are non-existent in some properties mm. and. Um, so it's going to get, I think there's going to be more strategy to figuring out how to get free drinks in Las Vegas going forward. Always because, tip the cocktail server 25 bucks the first time. And then, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. still the most reliable thing, right? <laughs> it's find the cocktail server tip really good to start and it'll keep, keep going from there. But, or, you know, go to a, to a video poker at a bar and same thing, tip the bartender well, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll continue to do that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's do not be surprised with the ways that they'll find to cut back in Vegas during COVID and. Uh, Especially Caesars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surprise! It was it was a couple Caesars properties I was seeing that uh, yeah. from you know people spending an hour gambling, not seeing a cocktail waitress the entire time, which I've seen that myself on the strip. So, mm-hmm. well, I will say if you're playing table games, get the pit boss involved. If you haven't seen a cocktail waitress, because you're playing premium versus a slot, yeah, and they'll usually call somebody over or help you out in some way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll just window dressing you and say, "Oh yeah, I'll get somebody," and they don't do anything, but. Most of the time, they'll help you out. Yeah, yep. it's usually the slots that get ignored. You know, they're, they're doing yeah. the table games because it's such a and... massive square footage. If you're short on cocktail waitresses, they mm-hmm. just can't cover it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's uh, something to look forward to. Uh, we'll talk about yes. that as, as we learn about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody out there listening to all the Vegas news, they love hearing about all these little kind of changes that have happened. I mean, but well, we've now. talked about it on the podcast in MTM Vegas. Vegas is not what it was in 2019. If you're spending thousands of dollars to go slash stay, it's really not worth it right now. If you're getting comped or using miles to fly there, you know, then then do what you want to do. But if this is like, if you go once a year and you blow all your money to go on that trip, I would probably wait. The thing I worry about is the casinos are making as much money as they were in 2019. Their winnings are up. So yeah. what when they take that information and then they use it after the pandemic, what sort of decisions is that going to drive when they right. say I that mean, they did so well? That's, you know? A lot of that's pent up demand, though, I feel like. And then once whenever things stabilize in 2027 or whatever, <laughs> and things get back to normal where people are not like jonesing for a Vegas fix and they want the normal experience. I think that will change, but who knows how long that will last. And by 2027, each of the strip casinos will have sold at least three more times. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> I'll make the rounds. Who, who knows? We'll be in charge at that point. All right, let's move on to rapid fires, which is our way of asking you to, to sort of select the best of, of Las mm. Vegas. So let's start with the easy one. Favorite strip hotel. I was going to say Aria, but I don't want to offend you. Um, <laughs> Hey, I don't want you to make yourself look. Do you bad. like do you like uh, stains on your wall? Like, uh, well, Aria has a cool casino. I was gonna make a cool casino. I love the casino in Aria. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a beautiful casino. It's modern, but it's not offensive, right? So, like, it. I know a lot of people don't like the modern kind of contemporary hotel look in Vegas. They think Vegas should be kind of the, almost the ostentatious, goofy theme stuff, and which I like. But uh, I think Aria does a really nice job of it. But I would say. Unsurprisingly, I'd say Delano only because I think in terms of the quality of the room you get, the rates you get, 
I don't know of another hotel that I've seen that is going to give you over 700 square feet of space, a beautiful big bathroom, um, under $200 on any given night. That's what I'm going to go with. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dismissing Bellagio to say this. I'm dismissing some of the the best resorts, uh, you know, win um, to say this. But I think in terms of if I look at value and the type of stay that I like to have, it's like a really quiet in process. It's kind of got its own space. I'm a big Delano fan. Yeah, I don't see any argument with your logic there at all. A lot of times, Delano, you can have it on American Express Fine Hotels and Resorts. You know, I've done single night stays there where I've Mm -hmm. gotten back more in credit than I've paid for the rate. Yeah. And the rooms are are really great. I mean, uh, they were renovated. Say, that's the go to for every uh, miles and points travel, travel hacker. hacker. <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, it's not a bad argument though, because even yeah. if you have someone you're with, like for instance, like I think of how nice it is to have two separate rooms just hang out in. Like you know, you go on guys trips, and I'm with like you know a buddy, and we're staying the same room, and he's taking a shower, and I'm waiting for him. I'm just sitting on the bed waiting for him. He comes out, I'm like, "How's your shower, bro?" You know, and I'm just laying yeah. there. But no, they've got a separate like living space, multiple bathrooms. I mean, just just the quality is 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 um, superb. Yeah, I mean, the only downside, I guess, is the location. But you make great points. It has its <laughs> own lobby. Um, even the 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 restaurant there, which I'm not sure if it's reopened yet or not. Um, Della's Kitchen, I think, is it's called, but <laughs> is fantastic breakfast there. And then it has the Mandalay Bay pool area, which is definitely one of the best in Vegas with right. Lazy River and Wave. If you pool like, if you that. like a wave every 15 minutes, it's great. i'm actually i actually think that that pool area is overrated and i'll tell you why they allow way too many people out there or there's way too many guests and it's too crowded and the lazy river when i've been there it's just overrun with people and the wave pool is not that great to your point and so i remember getting a spot on the beach in quotation mark (laughs) behind like a tent (laughs) with no view of the pool because it was so crowded it's like a cancun like adam said earlier like a cancun vacation where you got to get down there as soon as they open Mm -hmm. and just put your crap down because it gets so packed so on paper i think it's a great pool i I, but all the vegas (laughs) pools suffer from some i I think it's still one of the top pools no i think it's one of the top pools but i i delano is one of my favorite hotels and not even the fact that it's a good value adam it's just the rooms are really solid like Mm -hmm. i love the decor have that sort of south beachy miami style Mm -hmm. whitish kind of look compared to what it used to be it used to be the hotel at mandalay bay which is all dark and Mm -hmm. and so they did a great job with it and yeah i agree agree with that all right so favorite non-strip hotel well it was palms before it refused to open again Uh, but i I really like palms especially in like 2018 2019 some of the changes they were doing adding some new restaurants in there their table games were getting very approachable like they were making a concerted effort to try and get players out there so I'm going to stick with Palms for now, but I think the Orleans has some really, it's just a really good deal for gamblers as well. If we can cheat and say downtown and add that in there, downtown Grand has always been kind of my, my stay downtown because I think the rooms are inexpensive. The walls are really thin, so if you're a light sleeper, uh, it's not a great app. <laughs> Hopefully the new tower, they built thicker walls. Right, but an inexpensive, clean uh that, hotel downtown. I, I have not been to that pool area and the pool area at downtown grand looks pretty cool like rooftop pool like they did it looks like they did a really good job when they redid it speaking of yeah. like sportsbook opportunities we i was there on um one of the kentucky derbies and it was just a really chill day the pool area was it's still called citrus i believe but you know they had a bunch of screens out there we had a cabana for the day and when the race started we went over to the bar you know the pool bar and you know we had made our bets and we just watched it and uh, it, was, it was a good time i'm convinced that that pool inspired circus pool i know it's not the same thing but it's sort of a first step in there yeah. i don't know oh, yeah. but it definitely you can feel the similarities uh, in some ways mm-hmm. 
All right. So speaking of pools, favorite pool in Vegas. Used to be MGM Grand. I think it's they need to show it some love. It's starting to get a little bit run down. The cabanas are getting a little bit tattered. Uh, but I think Cosmo, um, either one is probably my choice right now. And it's primarily because they still do the um, food and beverage built in minimum for their cabanas and daybed rentals. So you're looking at if you got two people, 200 bucks to get a daybed with, you know, some shade and, you know, you get food and beverage included in that. That's that's a great deal. Um, center strip for a beautiful property. You know, cabanas can be anywhere from, you know, 550, 600 plus. But if you've got six to eight people you're talking about 100 bucks and you're getting food and beverage included in that, like that's that's a really yeah. good opportunity. I love when they include like when it when it's a minimum because it, you know, it changes the whole thing. Like mm-hmm. you're not pay- like even in like clubs and stuff when it's a if you want a, a private booth or whatever and it's a $600 minimum, that's totally different than just paying $600 and then paying for a bottle that's like $600. So I agree. Yeah. Those are nice pools at Cosmo. Just not a lot of space there. So right. I guess you gotta, if you get, you gotta pay the premium. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine it's easy to get a lounge chair there. I was, I was a little bit hurt that you didn't say Virgin for a non-strip hotel though. (laughs) (laughs) Virgin's rooms are not, not bad, especially the, 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 whichever tower it is. They can't pay to keep the light on in their sign. But other than that, Man, you no, I didn't so much. I, I, I mean, <laughs> the pool area there still—it's not what it was, but it's still pretty good. And uh, the Shag Room—I I will say the Shag Room is one of my favorite live music events places. And we only went there the one time, but I really did like that. Was the only thing that felt Virgin esque to me in that whole mm. property. All right, and so we—this has been Mark tan- makes a tangent about Virgin Hotels. <laughs> yeah. Yep, number one hundred and fifty-five. There we go. All right, so. Favorite locals restaurant? Ooh, um, off strip, I guess. Restaurant was Le Thai, I think. That's closed right now, is it not? Am I? <laughs> Are you asking me the local? Yeah. Um, and then, ooh, what was it called? Honey salt or salt honey? I'm getting the order wrong. It's Summerlin, way out west there, but uh, kind of like a American comfort food type place. I went there uh, with some family, and I, I really, really liked it. Sean is doing the Google, trying to see if it's open. <laughs> I haven't been to either one of those places, so I'll have to add. Oh, you better do it in the next week. Or Olive Garden. There, there you go. go. You're there. Or yeah. uh, Twin Peaks, because the views are great. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, favorite strip restaurant? I know favorite you're a foodie. Strip. Oh, favorite strip restaurant? Oh goodness. Um, this I don't think was this on the list. I didn't. Yeah, it was on the list. It was, was it on the list. Oh goodness. So where's the if I if I dropped you in Vegas right now? And said, this is the only place you can eat tonight. Where would it be? Oh, man. I would probably, just to throw a curveball, I'd probably do Best Friend at Park MGM. Just because I like Roy Choi. I like that restaurant. Some really fun dishes there. They've got a really good bar as well. Is it truly my favorite? No, but I think I think Park MGM is pretty underrated in terms of the restaurant selection that it has. So just to maybe shine some light on Park MGM, I'll say Best Friend. I There's like just something the, missing about that casino, though. Just something with the vibe is missing. Yeah, I don't know what it, it is. It's the people. Mm-hmm. The people are missing. But <laughs> I did. I did. I always like the restaurants at Monte Carlo, so I'm not surprised that you like the restaurants at Park MGM. Like that was one of our favorite things. We go to the at Monte Carlo in the middle of the casino, off to the right. They would have a uh, a steakhouse there. We'd always eat there. Usually, you know, every couple once every couple trips. And then going through like the mall corridor, they had this brew house type of thing where you could mm-hmm. get like a tower of beer and 
foot long hot dogs and stuff. And oh, yeah. we always enjoyed that bar too. Yeah. The, the brewery was really popular. And of course that's yeah. long gone. That's I believe they expanded so the awesome. pool area. Yeah. Talk mm-hmm. about pools. They didn't, they, they used to have a lazy river and a wave pool at yeah, Monte Carlo that they took out and they Decimated replaced it with it. three pools. Yeah. yeah. There's three bathtubs. Shame on them. I think they had <laughs> a, uh, I think they had like a surf, one of those surf things too, where you, the wave, Pool thing where you get on like a little board and you wait. I think they had yeah, that. Flow rider. Yeah, yeah. Planet Hollywood has one too. I think. Yeah, Planet Hollywood has mm-hmm. one. Planet Hollywood is the worst pool because you feel like you're going to die as soon as you walk outside. <laughs> it's all concrete everywhere, and you just melt as soon as you open the door. You're like, I'm melting, like Wizard of Oz, <laughs> and you can't even get to the pool area. And it's just like, and then they have a ping pong table. I'm like, who's going to use this? It's in the middle of uh, like the sun. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I will say the uh, Hilton or whatever the timeshare property has a way cooler pool than than Planet Hollywood does. Mm. Yeah, cool pool, cool lobby too, because you walk in the lobby of the timeshare and the pool's right there. And yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. there. All right, so uh, here's our last thing: thing you have yet to do in Vegas that you've always wanted to do. Oh yeah, I think on my next trip, whenever that's going to be, I'm, I'm gonna dig with it. an excavator. <laughs> no. <laughs> We have that. We have the construction that. thing. I know. There's, that's why I said yeah. it, Sean. Yeah. That's where our miniature <laughs> golf course used to be. You talk about paving paradise. Yeah. I think for me, it's getting like a, a massive suite that I don't need. Like just a, just a like a two bedroom suite that's just for me. Like, you know, you see like uh, movies where like someone just comes into a lot of money and they just do stupid stuff with it. I think a lot of like those kids movies like Blank Check or if anyone's, you know, yes, remembers I love those, Blank right? Check. Or you mean just Instagram? What's that Richard Pryor movie where they have to like blow money or whatever? Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, I do remember that movie. I don't but isn't that, that like every guru on Instagram? That's all you yeah. need to do. They, I have to get it to my influencer lives. status to, yeah. to start <laughs> making sense. But it's I for think, the gram. Like, I think there's actually some accessible, like modestly priced ones, like two bedroom suites at like Mirage aren't terrible, but I just want- Masquerade suite at Rio, baby. That's the best value in town, 1,600 oh, no. square feet. We have to do- We need to do the- Until get yeah. hands on it. <laughs> what, is, what is it? Uh, it's Rio that has the uh, suites named Encore, right? Or no, wait, wait the Veneet, what's- uh, they're named after another hotel. The suites are named after another hotel. Oh, the Palazzo. Uh, oh, there Villas. we go. There yeah. we go. Yeah, the that's, Palazzo that's Villas, Rio, yeah. which is so confusing. Mm-hmm, but yeah. That's what we should do. When you're ready to go, I'm going Dutch. <laughs> Sounds good. But I think that's. Uh, I think everyone should stay in the you know a, a, a big suite sometime and. Uh, and that's that's one of those things where it has to be like almost comically like it's way too big for me that I wouldn't get the full use out of it, but just to just have a, a goofy fun experience like that. You know what's even more fun is when that that upgrade comes for free and you don't have to pay millions of dollars. <laughs> I was gonna them. say right. the funny thing is like whenever I travel and I'm by myself and my wife's not with me, I always get upgraded to a suite, <laughs> and it's like when I'm only gonna be sleeping for five hours and I don't really care about the room, and I get the suite, and then when I'm with her, I get like the next to the elevator back closet room and she's like what the heck is this <laughs> same <laughs> pretty much I got, i've gotten all my best suites when i've been by myself yeah and usually when i can't use it of course when you arrive late and all that that stuff but you know you just got maybe think of something before we close when hyatt takes over rio there's going to be a lot of suites because all those rooms are big so 
cool it's be room. something to look forward yeah. to. Yeah, a lot of really, uh, a lot of really coolness. interesting room layouts there. I'm really excited for that. I mean, a lot of people that like Vegas have been saying that Rio's just been neglected for too long. Um, but one tip I would give people, like if they're thinking about going out to Vegas more, they're kind of a gambling free agent, is to be looking at places that have a lot of suites. Um, you know, not every hotel has like kind of. Uh, you know, uh, you they got the basic room <laughs> resorts and, world, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not a lot of suites, but, but other places with you know um, some suites that are pretty accessible price wise, because that can be a really nice, easy upgrade if you're gambling somewhat frequently. So places like MGM Grand, Mirage, um, even like Bally's, a Luxor, right? They've got some kind of fun, cool little suites, and uh, maybe that's a place where you you spend some of your gambling dollar to to have a fun room experience. You're such a hotel nerd and I love it. I love that about you <laughs> so much. Yep. Talking to Mark all the time who just does not appreciate hotels in the same way yeah. I do. He's like, it's been no, the square footage, it's an extra hundred square feet here. And I'm like, who cares? You no, know, I care is. about that. Yeah, big time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's somebody else. All right, well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Adam, can you remind people where they can check out the newsletter and everything else that you're... Uh, that you're doing right now. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. A lot of fun. Uh, Travelfanboy.com slash newsletter. Um, and then, of course, on Twitter, I'm just, you know, making people angry and embarrassing myself and uh, making fun of other people. So it's, uh, you know. If you like sarcastic wit, follow him on Twitter. It mm -hmm. makes me mad sometimes how good his, his wit is. Like, <laughs> when he picks up on something, I'm like, how did he pick up on that? Like, or how did he come up with that? Yeah, uh, an amazing follow for sure. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I appreciate the work that you guys are doing uh, with the Vegas podcast. It's uh, there's a lot of content creators out there, especially in Vegas. So it's it's hard to kind of uh, find a unique voice and niche. But uh, I think you guys have, have done it really well. So yep. Sean's nerdy enough that he he sets himself apart, and you're rambunctious <laughs> enough that you know you do Vegas the way a lot of people like to do it. Yeah, and we soften each other's edges a little bit. So there we right. go. That's right. We try to. All right, Mark. Where can people find you on Twitter? At, I'm, I'm almost past you uh, on Twitter followers now, just so you know. Well, he, oh, I'm building the Vegas account. Oh, boy, He's technically a Twitter user, I think. Of, that's yeah, that's yes, right. I'm yes. a random Twitter Famously. user yes. that, uh, that breaks news. But uh, you can uh, follow me on, on Twitter, at Detroit Mark. If you need to email me, mark at milestomemories.com uh, if you have any questions or comments or anything. And Sean at milestomemories.com if you want to. Uh, send him some love, but yeah, really market miles to memories.com for, uh, for all your uh, stuff. No, you can email either <laughs> one of us and on Twitter, you can find me at MTM underscore Vegas, which is the Twitter handle for this show. And you can find all of our Vegas content at mtmvegas.com. We have this show. We have the video show every week on the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. And of course we have all of our miles and points content as well at, at miles to memories.com. And you can find everything there. If you have been enjoying the show, please leave us a review. And Apple Podcasts helps us out. We want to get to number one. That's right. Just so you know, I, I just secured the Sean and Piff BFFs Twitter user handle. There you so go. Damn, nice. darn. Man. <laughs> Smashed it. I got to work quicker while we're doing I'm gonna the show. I'm going to be Mr. Right. Piffle's fanboy. That's going to be my new <laughs> Twitter <right>. handle. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much uh, for listening, everybody. Talk to you guys next time. See ya. See ya.